Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. And thank you for checking out the podcast. Our Bob Irving on no sports because of COVID-19. Carolyn Klassen and Cyrus Dirksen discuss the social recession that might result. And Al Castell at Alpha Technologies. As more people work from home, the internet might slow right down. Please rate the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. And now the podcast. to get Bob on a couple of times, uh, Bob Irving. Bob's been traveling, and uh, I tried him again today, and he happens to be inside the perimeter. And so, uh, Bob, it's nice to chat with you again. How are you? I'm fine, Hal. Uh, boy, what a whirlwind these last few days have been for this coronavirus. It's uh, it's incredible. My head is spinning. I don't know I about know. you. Well, and, and, you know, we're here trying to do our best to cover it every day, but you know, we, we've known about it, obviously, for a while. But then as we get the cases here in, in Winnipeg and Manitoba, yet then things accelerate, right? And and so we're seeing all this uh, all this stuff happen. Um, you know, I felt bad for uh, Christian O'Mell, who was doing the CGOB Sports Show last night from 7 to 9, and he's doing it again tonight from 7 to 9. He was kind of wandering around like a lost puppy. He didn't have much to talk about. Sports, uh, one of the areas of our life that's been hit real hard by this, and you've been doing sports for many, many years. Have you ever seen anything like this? And if you were still, you know, full-time in the sports business, not just doing football, what the hell would you talk about? Yeah, I've never seen anything like it, Hal. I don't think uh, many of us have. This is uncharted territory. It really is. If I was still the sports director and doing the show tonight, I'd be playing Shania Twain tunes all night long. <laughs> right, yes. That would, that would fill the time <laughs> And maybe no, I, and maybe a bit of Whitney Houston in there too. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah. It really, not to trivialize it, but it, it's uh, it's incredible. It really is, and it's come on us so fast. And I think everybody has said that. I know we were away. We got back Sunday from a trip, and I was looking forward to the Jets games this week and the next couple of weeks, and them moving into the playoffs. Right. And, I was looking forward to watching the World Women's Curling Championship where Carrie Anderson would proudly carry Canada's colors because when I'm off during the winter, Hal, I spend a lot of time watching sports. That's yep. what I do. Uh, the players' uh, golf tournament down in Florida, they had the first round yesterday, and I thought, man, they're going against the grain by trying to play this thing, even though they announced at that point they would play it today through Sunday without fans. But then last night they decided to cancel it as well. So... It's just been uh, incredible, and, and where it's all going to shake down, nobody knows. We just have no idea if the NHL is going to play any more games. Uh, Mark Chipman talked about playoff games into July. Uh, you know, the NBA, I don't know what they're going to do. They've suspended their seasons. Will they eventually have to cancel the Major League Baseball? has moved its season back by at least two weeks. Uh, can they start on time? It's just uh, there's a huge question mark 
over everything in the sports world. And I know that's not the most important thing that's going on here, but for those of us who occupy our leisure hours uh, by watching sports, and then they canceled the Masters today. Yeah. They're not canceled. I shouldn't say that. They didn't cancel it. They postponed it. So right, they're still right. going to try to play it. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, it's just uh, incredible what's going on. And uh, listen, you know, uh, I don't want to see your statement or anything, Bob. It's none of my business. But, uh, you know, you, I'm older, you're older. Um, you know, as people get closer to their retirement age, and as you know, I hope you never, ever retire. We want you here as, you know, forever uh, would be great. But, uh, I mean, it, it has to worry people as they get older and closer to retirement because, the markets are being impacted, right? The economy, they're talking of a recession. And th- this is scary stuff because it's unknown. We don't know where this is going to go and how bad it's going to get it and the impact it might have. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. My wife and I have talked about this quite a bit this week in terms of the, the stock market and the, the way it's uh, plummeted the last few days and how unsettling that must be for so many people, including us. Yeah. You know, I'm near the the end of the line, and these things uh, they matter greatly now. And you, you see the the kind of drop that we've had in the in the last five days. It really is frightening. It just it is. Now it'll come back. I think we all understand that to some degree. Right. But again, we just don't know how much because we've never seen anything like this before. I guess my fondest hope, Al, would be that they can get it under control as quickly as possible. And again, who knows mm-hmm. how, you know, how soon that can happen and that life can return to normalcy. But my guess is it's not going to return to normalcy anytime soon. And I think some of the closures that we've seen in Winnipeg, this is just me now, uh, they're going to continue over the next uh, three, four days. And, and who knows what uh, what's going to be shut down in our city before uh, next week rolls around, you know, because if we're taking all these precautions I don't think you're going to have half measures. You know, I think most of the people who are in charge are going to decide that, hey, we're either going whole hog on this or we're not. Because if you're trying to stop the spread of it, you know, you can't sort of pick and choose. You've got to, you know, do all the, the things that are required to do that. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm sitting here in my living room. I'm not watching TV because the golf isn't on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I know. guess I'll get out my uh, my CD player. Do people still have CD players? I don't think. Out? Well, maybe some. <laughs> yes. Maybe old dogs like you and I still have my yeah, I don't know. Right, you know, yeah. and, and I'll just say, and I'll say this too, you know, I, I mentioned that my wife and I had dinner plans uh, with a couple tomorrow night, and we were talking today, and I think we decided we're just, we're not going to bother. And a couple of people by text uh, said at 204-780-6868, come on, Al, you're buying into the hype. You can't really be canceling your, your, but here's my worry, Bob, and we know that this uh, uh, COVID-19 coronavirus could be 10 times, maybe even more deadly than the flu. And it seems to really impact the elderly, older people. I've got a a mother-in-law in in her 70s, and I'm just not going to, for dinner with friends, and I love having dinner with friends, but I'm not going to take the chance of going to a restaurant with 100 other people, picking something up that I give to my wife and that she gives to her mother-in-law, to her mother, my mother-in-law, it's not worth it, right? And and I think what we've seen as I've watched this, you know, over the last many weeks, it seems like areas where they have taken more drastic measures early, 
it hasn't been as bad. And so, you know, this isn't about me getting COVID-19. This is about who I'm giving it to and and the people that are most susceptible to this. So, yeah, I I agree totally. And I, I don't think we should be, you know, we shouldn't be dictated by fear. And yet I was thinking earlier today, Hal, about maybe going to a movie this afternoon or even tomorrow. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. I'm not sure that'd be the smartest thing to do. You talk about older people, and again, my wife and I, we look at each other and, and we say, when they're talking about older people, are they talking about us? <laughs> right, yes. Could they possibly be talking about us? You know, as a matter of fact, they are. Yeah. Funny, I was in Shoppers Drug Mart this morning, and, and uh, they're out of hand sanitizer. I wasn't there to get that. This I'll, I'll end this on a lighter note. Okay. And okay. I said to the woman at the cash register, I said, uh, I see you're out of hand sanitizer. And she laughed, and so did I, and she says, I get that, she says, but I don't get the rush on toilet paper. Yeah. And I, I said, well, neither do I. That one just escapes me. I'm not sure what people are thinking when they're unloading the shelves of toilet paper. Well, Cam and I were talking about that the other day. I did a bit of research on that, and there's a there's a few different thoughts on that. It's called yeah. FOMO, the fear of missing out, right? My neighbor's buying it. I, I guess I better buy some. And yeah. that that's why there's a bit of a run on it. And then, uh, but but it is it is silly. And and the other thing they said is that you know when when 50 packages of uh, toilet paper rolls go off the shelf, it's more noticeable than say 50 cans of baked beans or whatever, right? So then yeah. it causes the old uh, you know the herd uh, mentality. Oh, I better get some too. But yeah, it's. It's crazy. We're going to talk more about that as we go along. But listen, Bob, I'm glad that you were able to join us today. And I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see how things develop as far as the Bombers are concerned in the CFL, eh? Well, that's right. And again, the, the CFL has canceled the, the uh, uh, tryouts they were going to have for the draftable players and all the rest of it. And uh, yeah, I, it could affect the, the Bombers and the CFL down the road. Again, uh, we just don't know, Hal, and it, it's kind of in a, the world we live in when we say we don't know yep. uh, what's going to happen in the next three or four weeks in this regard. It's kind of scary, isn't it? It is. Yep. Bob, thanks a lot. Have a great weekend, pal. You too, Hal. Carolyn Klassen, normally here on Thursday afternoons between 2.30 and 3, could not join us yesterday. I missed her so much, I wanted to have her on today. Carolyn, how are you? Hey, Hal, how are you? It's good to talk to you. Yeah, missed you yesterday. Um, Mm -hmm. We've got Dr. Cyrus coming on after the news at 2.30, but I wanted to ask you about something I saw on TV last night. Somebody was talking about, you know, all of us trying to practice social distancing now, and there's talk of an economic recession based on what's happening with COVID-19, this pandemic. And um, somebody said that they're worried about a social a social recession. And I thought, well, that's an interesting term, loneliness getting worse. And because this coronavirus seems to impact elderly people more than anyone else, a lot of those people are already loneliness. What do you think of this new term, social recession? Well, you raised some great points, Hal. I think what you're re- we're recognizing is that um, you know, and you've heard me talk about this lots, right? We are wired for connection, and without connection, there's suffering always. And as we are working to prevent the spread of COVID-19, we are encouraging isolation. We are encouraging people to have more distance between each other and encouraging people who might be have been exposed or might have it to self-isolate and that people who are at high risk to stay away from places where they might be able to catch it. 
And so people that are elderly or have chronic mental or chronic health conditions, pre-existing health conditions, they are already often feeling isolated and lonely. And here we're reinforcing and encouraging that in a way that I think the rest of us, as we are less busy attending sporting events, have to wake up and take note and realize that we are all in this together and that we need to figure out how to find new and creative ways of creating community for people who need to be isolated so that the isolated people aren't actually isolated. And what does that mean, maybe? I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking this through for the first time, too. Does that mean more phone calls, FaceTime? We sometimes shy away from technology saying that, you know, it's not as good as a real thing, face-to-face conversations and meetings and, and time together, but it might be the best thing available. Well, I think we have to recognize that we need to look for least worst. And so phone calls and, you know, finding ways of doing FaceTime or other audiovisual ways of connecting with people is a great thing. And then I think we have to be creative, although getting together in large groups is being discouraged. I think as we recognize if you have a neighbor that is self-isolating, call them up, find out if they need some groceries or need a hand with anything. And then when you go over, wash your hands really well before you go. Maybe stay on the other side of the room and have a visit with them. Spend some time so that they have some contact. The United Nations recognizes that solitary confinement after 14, 15 days, and I recognize that for prisoners it's different, it's actually a form of torture. Like social isolation is a form of torture. It is not okay for people to be endlessly isolated. It's really hard psychologically on us. And so we have to find a way of creating connection and community. And this is not through hugs and, you know, greeting people in large uh, communal places. It's finding creative ways of making sure that people who need to be distanced from people have a way of staying connected and we need to be we need to recognize that we can be creative we can be imaginative and we can be deliberate about creating community for people we still belong to each other and we need community now absolutely more than ever all great advice last question what else can people do that are self-isolating or uh, you know practicing social distancing any any other suggestions how we can make that better than, than, I mean, as you said, it's a form of torture if it goes on long enough. Any other suggestions, Carolyn? Well, if you feel like you need to self-isolate it, either because you've been, um, you know, traveled and feel like you need to be responsible and self-quarantine, or you have a health condition that says it's wise to keep your distance, I would encourage you to make phone calls, ask for help. This is not the time to be proud or to be sort of feeling like you don't want to impose on people. People have more time now than they used to. I was going to go to a game tonight at the University of Manitoba, and I now have the evening free because that event has been cancelled. Um, that you just be deliberate about saying, this is hard, but I'm asking for help. Can you give me help? Can you find a way to create some community with me, even though I can't be out in public? That people be deliberate, um, that you just find ways of getting through this time. And it, this won't last forever, even though in the moment, um, day after day, each hour can seem like a day and each day can seem like a week, that we find ways of getting through this and that we really, really need to support each other through this together. Look for people who you don't see out and about and find a way to uh, have them feel a part of your community. Carolyn, thanks a lot for this, and we'll talk to you on Thursday. You bet. Take care. Dr. Cyrus Dirksen. Doc, how are you? Very good, very good. Good, good to, good to talk to you. Thank you for doing this. It's all oh, this 
listen, this COVID-19 pandemic is is making my job a little difficult, but listen, um, it's my job, and so I'm going to try and do the best I can. I'm glad you're here. Before we get into uh, some of the regular stuff that I wanted to talk to you about today, that can I ask you about something? I had Carolyn Klassen on for a couple of minutes earlier on this, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I heard one expert refer to it as a social recession as a result of mm-hmm. the uh, social distancing that's uh, coming along with this COVID-19 uh, pandemic. You know, we talk about economic recessions, and there might be one uh, because of this. Um, but with social distancing, there might be uh, a social recession, more loneliness. What do you think of that? Well, one of the things that I that I thought about um, that is that, uh, for, for sure. Like, I mean, the answer is yes. Like, this is going to cause a real problem mm. uh, for, for many people. Uh, one of the things to think about, though, now that's different than in the past is that we have more technology and how technology might have an impact on people being quarantined, you know, both with, like, entertainment, things like Netflix and stuff, but also social media and the ability to connect. And I was looking at the research, and it said that, uh, you know, it depends on how old you are with younger people. If you use more technology, it actually makes you feel more lonely. But if you're uh, older, if you use social networking, it actually makes you feel more connected. And and I actually don't think it's about the age. What I think is how it's used. And so if you're actually using technology to supplement real relationships, like maybe a bit more like how an older person probably would do that, then uh, I think it actually helps you to stay connected to those people. But if you're replacing relationships with just these online relationships, then I think it could hurt it. So I actually think that as people go into this, they're probably going to supplement their loneliness with like, they're going to be reaching out to their real relationships more with technology. And I think that's going to help. I don't know if it's going, I don't think it'll do everything, but I think it'll be different than it could have been, um, than it could have been otherwise. Hey, Cyrus, I just want to put you on hold for a second. I want to take a bit of President Trump. He's speaking live on this right now. He has declared a national emergency to combat coronavirus in the U.S. Let's take a bit of this. The goal is for individuals to be able to drive up and be swabbed without having to leave your car. I want to thank Google. Google is helping to develop a website. It's going to be very quickly done unlike websites of the past, to determine whether a test is warranted and to facilitate testing at a nearby convenient location. We have many, many locations behind us, by the way. We cover the this country in large parts of the world, by the way. We're not going to be talking about the world right now. But we cover very, very uh, strongly our country. Uh, stores in virtually every location. Google has uh, 1,700 engineers working on this Right now, they've made tremendous progress. Our overriding goal is to stop the spread of the virus and to help all Americans who have been impacted by this. Again, we don't want everybody taking this test. It's totally unnecessary. Uh, And this will pass. All right. Uh, So we'll obviously continue to monitor that and uh, and get back to you with more information that comes out of that live announcement from President Trump at the White House. But the headline is, the big headline is, Trump declares national emergency to combat COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Back to Dr. Cyrus here for a moment. Yeah, Doc, I think the technology will be helpful, something that, you know, we wouldn't have uh, had in a situation like this, you know, 
10, 15, 20 years ago. Uh, back to our, our conversation about what mm-hmm. might result mm-hmm. here, a, a social recession possibly. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. about, um, listen, this has snuck up on a lot of people, right? Especially here mm-hmm. in Manitoba. Just yesterday we had the, you know, the first presumptive case and now that the uh, case has been confirmed as, as COVID-19. Any thoughts on all of this fallout? I'll I'll just label it that because there's so much that's coming from this. We we just got word that uh, Manitoba schools will close for three weeks starting March 23rd. Uh, any reaction to how fast this is happening? I have to say this is probably one of the uh, fastest times of social, cultural, like interpersonal norm change. Uh, that I've ever been a part of. Um, I mean, to see a culture, uh, you know, the norms around, you know, people shaking hands, the norms around, uh, you know, the tolerability of people being out and being sick, uh, you know, the the uh, norms around public gatherings and um, travel, and uh, it's just so fast. Um, and I think it's uh, it's kind of dizzying, uh, you know, when you when you see this happening. To, to even know, I mean, I've got a business and, and other events and things like this, and, and people are, are giving me advice and telling me about the norms, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. And, uh, and I know that in an hour, it's going to look different on what I should be doing. And uh, so I've, I've never been a part of something that's, uh, that's this broad, sweeping social change. And it's going to lead to people just not being able to catch up. And we're going to see a lot of social faux pas and things like that. And, and what, what makes me nervous about it is that we're expecting people to be able to keep up with these norms. Uh, and I think it could lead to a lot of anger when people don't and, uh, and blaming and, and potentially, uh, you know, real social problems that way when you've got people who just aren't able to keep up with this kind of changing pace uh, of how you're supposed to behave in public and, and things like that. Well, and it's hit us fast, and we're being bombarded uh, almost minute by minute with new developments, and we don't know where this is going to go. Talk a little bit about generally the fear of the unknown, because that's probably the scariest part of this, right? Oh, definitely. I I mean, I think that, uh, you know, when people start to uh, experience things like this, we're we're not, I mean, there's there's generally a fear of kind of what this is and, and COVID, but... I think there's also a panic about, uh, you know, what are people's reactions to this and, and how is that going to affect you? I, I mean, I have to say, I'm, I, myself, I'm more nervous about people than I am about COVID um, and, and their reactions to it and what that can mean. In the, and, uh, but yeah, the, the questions about the predictability of the virus might actually be more so than the predictability of society. And that leads to this unknown thing. And people really don't like ambiguity. Uh, we, we do all kinds of defense mechanisms. We come up with realities that aren't true in order to feel like we know what's going on. And that's where we get a lot of misinformation from, where it's like, oh, I know what's happening here. I know what's happening there. This is how I feel. This is, and it makes people angry. If only people would do this, if only people would do that, as if you know what's really going on out there. Because we want to know, so our brain will just start to believe that it knows, because we hate the unknown so much. Al Castell, Alpha Technologies. Al, good afternoon. Hey, Al, how you doing? Crazy news day. Um, but you it called is, me. Absolutely. Yeah, you called me this morning, and you made an interesting point. You're, of course, uh, in the tech world, and yep. uh, tell me what you told me on the phone off air this morning about uh, getting computers and laptops and iPads and everybody phones. Everybody is and, well. Everybody's preparing to send people home. 
So we noticed right off the bat, and we had actually last week kind of bought early. We, we thought we saw things coming because we had suppliers that we were starting to see things getting short that usually aren't short at this time of year. So obviously due to where a lot of this is based out of, there was shortages in tech. So we bought ahead of it, but we've had pharmacies, for example, buying like five notebooks at a time, getting, getting ready to get them set up. We just sent an email out to all of our current clients, our managed services clients, saying if you're preparing to have everybody work from home, which on top of the announcement this afternoon is probably going to happen, here's the things you need to look at. Here's the costs associated. So we're having to get ahead of this now. And so if uh, uh, some companies are, are already sending people home where possible to work from there, but other companies are maybe looking at doing that at some point, and your point is if you're going to do that, if you're planning on doing that, you better get on getting laptops and whatever you need to send people home to work from there because there's a run on that, not just toilet paper. Well, not even that, hell, because people that don't normally work that way seem to think they can just run home and everybody works from home. You have to understand, when you're at work, you have a network that's really fast. When you send everybody home, most people all have to share that internet connection to get back into your office, which is called a VPN, a virtual private network. So this is what people need to understand, is your current existing internet structure may not be built to the load. So there's a lot of variables besides just buying notebooks, and that's what people have to take into account, is this is not something you can rush into. If everybody's at, you make a really good point there, Al. If everybody's at home on their laptop, everybody's using the internet, that's going to slow things down for everybody, isn't it? Across the board, absolutely. We're going to see the, we're going to see this hit in places that we didn't even think, Al. So there's going to be load bearing on a lot of different resources that we didn't even see because they're two or three steps away from the primary. Yeah. And we're not even, and, and you're right, like this is an example in your world, in the tech world, right? But you're right, mm-hmm. as this develops, and we don't know where it's going, right? This is uh, no. early on for us here in Winnipeg and Manitoba, and hopefully it doesn't get out of hand. But you're right, well, uh, we, we we aren't necessarily thinking two, three, or four steps ahead, are we? No, we're not. I mean, in some cases, we're actually planning for customers to make them ready for it. So we're being proactive to our existing customers saying, Make sure that we talk to your internet providers to up your per current plan if you're planning on sending X amount of people home. And even we've been asked by our you know, customers, are you guys, what are you guys doing? And I just said, you know what, at this time, we're young, we're strong, and we're stubborn. So we're just going to stick it out and we're going to do as much work as we can, but we are preferring to work remotely unless there's an emergency. Yeah, and just to explain, Alpha Technologies basically is, instead of having an IT person or two in your company, Alpha is your IT person. And so you might have to go into an office or a home office and do work there. And you're saying where possible you're doing that remotely now instead of going to a business or, or a person's home. Absolutely. Even guys dropping off packaging today. It's so funny how we had guys dropping off shipments today. And normally we would sign that little pad of theirs. UPS and Curator and that have all been told, nope. You just, they print their name, nobody touches the pen, nobody yeah. touches the pad anymore. Yeah, so we've had everywhere. We've had couriers on telling us that. Hey, Al, I got to run, yeah. as you know, crazy right. day, but I really appreciate the update from you your bet, world. Buddy. Thanks a lot. Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.